This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 110 is brought to us by Bybit, and as the old saying goes, there's always a bull market somewhere. Well, in trader parlance, there's always volume somewhere, and we've seen our volume drop a bit in the Forex market, but we have seen really steady upticks in volume in the crypto market. I can see all this on my back end. So if there's any Forex traders out there not trading crypto, and you're outside of the United States, all you have to do is take the algorithm you are using on MT4 and transfer it over to Bybit. This is one of the best things they did last year. You can trade MT4 and trade crypto directly off of your charts. Now, if you want a cashback bonus and be eligible for all the great stuff that Bybit has going on, you will need to click my link, and that is found in the blog, and the link for that blog is found down below in the description, in the show notes. The volume goes up and volume goes down. It does not have to affect you negatively. It can affect you positively if you want it to. So get yourself signed up for Bybit because membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I will say that collectively, frequent listeners of the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast have the highest collective IQ out of any podcast listener base out there. I will stand by that. But I was a bit disappointed in you all last week, and let me tell you why. Uh, So in episode 109, we had an episode called Not All News Matters. And I just knew by the title and the subject matter that it was probably going to be uh, an episode where my listener numbers go down a little bit. Now, I don't concern myself too much with listener numbers. Um, believe me, if I did, there would be a, a very different look and feel to the podcast. I know how to make numbers go up if I wanted them to. Um, so speaking of which, what I did last week is uh, do a, an ironic thumbnail of some guy with his mouth open saying, uh, this is really huge, oh my God. If, so for, for all you podcast player listeners, you might not have seen it. And what, and what happened? Well, I was half right on the podcast players, as far as the people who listened to that there, so people who did not see the thumbnail, uh, listenership was actually down a little bit. On YouTube, it was up by a good amount. So it just goes to show that even within my high IQ subscriber base, ridiculous clickbaity thumbnails, even when done ironically, work on some of you people. So maybe we need a little bit of an extension um, from last episode as to which news events matter and which ones don't. Luckily, I have a couple of really good examples. Now, I might be preaching to the choir on some of this, but I think I still think it's really important that we talk about this. Because as you've seen in the title of episode 110, that is going to be, unfortunately, news that really does matter. And we'll talk about how to handle it in a moment. But let's go over a couple of other examples that do not matter, um, but might be a bit less obvious. Now, do you guys remember a while back when everybody was uh, predicting Bitcoin to 100,000 by the end of the year? And I felt like I was one of the only people out there that was like openly calling bullshit on this. Well, as predicted, it did not happen. But there was so much euphoria at the time that you even had big banks calling for really, really high projections for Bitcoin. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this. I think I did tweet about it um, or did a, a blog post or something. I don't even remember at this point. But Citibank which is a mega bank, a very large bank in the United States, um, was calling for 
thousand Bitcoin by like the midpoint of the year after. It was insane. Some very highly paid analyst within one of the largest banks in the world actually came out and said this. And there were other large banks too making very similar predictions. Uh, now, spoiler alert, none of them happened and the price actually went down. Uh, but right about this time, I was talking to some people I know. Now, I do know, and it's not a brag, it's just over time, you know, you meet these people. I do know a handful of millionaires, uh, whether it's in person or just online. And uh, one of the ones I know in person is actually a city gold member, which is their private banking arm. And I think you have to have at least a million to, uh, to sign up. And then I know somebody else whose father is a J.P. Morgan private banking customer. And I think the minimum requirements there is $10 million. Now, private banks operate differently than retail banks do, but you get your own personal advisors. You know, it, it's all very you know, customized. And uh, the one thing I'll notice, too, is unlike people who give their money to a financial advisor to protect their retirement, people in the private banking sector typically want a bit more alpha than that. Now, they're not just playing defense. They want to play offense, too. So they will have advisors that tell them what's going on, depending on what sector they're interested in. Uh, and I'm not going to say which bank it was. You know it's going to be one of, one of the two. But during this time, when even the big banks were super bullish on their Bitcoin projections, their actual clients, their very rich clients that get this customized service, let's just say they were not receiving the same information and advice as these banks were giving to the public for free. So what they tell you on TV is often very different and sometimes the exact opposite of what they're telling their own clients. Free information versus paid information in this case. You know, so when these projections start to ramp up again, which they invariably will, just remember this. And, and please, I am begging you, do not make any investment moves based on projections like this. And speaking of which, if you follow me on Twitter, you already know, but the angel of death, Kathy Wood, has also made a Bitcoin prediction. Uh, now, I would play it for you, but my uh, recording software does not pick it up very well. Uh, so what she said is for Bitcoin, her base case, I think it's $650,000 or $675,000. She didn't give a time frame on here. And then she said the, the bull case is $1.5 million. And because she's Kathy Wood, and even though her results are terrible, the media loves her. She got a lot of airtime with this. She got a lot of hype around this on social media. And almost nobody calls her out on this. Now, her reasoning behind this, um, at least in the clip, you know, you have to take it for what it's worth, is that we saw during the banking failures, people flock into Bitcoin, and that's what caused it to move from, I think she said, 19000 all the way up to 30000 Okay. First of all, half of that was because of the Bitcoin ETF news. But again, this is just another indication of the nonsensical smoke and mirrors that the mainstream media is going to give you, regardless of what source is coming from. Again, that banks thing's big because people hear about these big banks, and they respect them, and they trust them. And so when they come out with these predictions, they don't understand that these are just nonsensical throwaway predictions. You know, it's a fun little game I always play, and sometimes I do it on Twitter, where um, I try to see just how wrong these people's predictions are going to be when they try to guess interest rates or when they try to guess non-farm payrolls. They're usually so far off the mark, but it doesn't affect their business any, so they can just keep vomiting these things out there 
because the one time they get it right, well, guess what you're going to hear about for the rest of the year? Uh, You know, you got to recognize these things. This is harmful information they're putting out there, and there's no penalty for it. They can just keep doing it, and they're going to, and the news will make a big deal out of it. Now, not everything the media makes a big deal out of is insignificant. Interest rates are quite significant. And we are in a world now where everything revolves around the Fed in the United States. Um, As I've said before, it really shouldn't be this way, but this is where we are. Now, what we don't want to do is what we talked about previously, is sit there and try to figure out, you know, what Powell means by what he says and what this might do for the future. That's a, it really is a a go-nowhere game. But everybody wants to try and front run, so that's what they do. Wrong move. Mushy middle type stuff. That's not us. But when interest rates are this high, they really do matter. They really do have a negative effect on the overall economy. Not the number you see, but what's going on behind the scenes. You know, people cannot borrow money cheaply anymore, so they just don't. And then that money does not go into the economy itself. And these ripple effects usually take about 9 to 12 months to play out. Now, we've seen them play out even sooner in the banking sector. Those crashes we had were due to these interest rates rising at the rate they did. And even though inflation is going down, which was the main reason these rates were raised in the first place, Powell is still expected to raise them again. Now, I cannot explain the logic behind this because I don't know. But we still need to be paying attention to this. Because due to this lagging effect, we already have a pretty good idea that things are going to get pretty bad as a result of this and a result of everything else that's been piling up. But the higher they go, the worse it's going to get. And the higher they go, because of that blog post I made a while back called When Recession. If you have not seen that, go look at it now. That's the most important chart we're going to see this entire decade, most likely, if it plays out. But ever since the early 1980s, when it comes to interest rates, we see a move up, we see a flattening, a move down, And then like a third of the way down or half the way down is when the recession actually comes. And if this stays true to form, this whole flattening that we're kind of waiting for still won't have happened yet. And this may delay the recession even further. Now, a lot of people are predicting Q3, Q4 when this is going to happen. Um, These people are typically too early, Uh, but they do have a pretty strong case. And what I don't want you to do as a result of all this, is think that you have more time to prepare than you actually might. As I said, the people who listen to this podcast, pretty sharp people, I would imagine that most of you, at least on the defensive end, have prepared already. But having a future time frame, at least something you can point to, can be helpful in determining how much time you have to prepare more. How is your USD and gold portfolio? Is it where you want it to be? Would you feel better if you had more? How diversified are you internationally when it comes to where you're holding your money? Are you happy there? I'll bet most of you aren't. How many exit routes do you have? Should it ever come to that? You know, the main cost of getting yourself set up like this is just a little bit of time. It doesn't even really set you back a whole lot. You're just transferring money from one place to another in most cases. 
And worst case scenario, let's say we're all wrong and there is no recession. Well, you still have dollars and gold and Bitcoin. And why is that a bad thing? You still have bank diversification. You still have a couple of extra residence permits and or passports. And why is that a bad thing? Because in doing so, you missed out on this final little speculative tech AI boom. Okay. I mean, you could have done that too if you were also trading, which most of us do. Contrarians, financial prepping does not have to have a lot of downside, if any. We can all have our cake and eat it too. And we will. Because we're not crazy. We're just early.